Hi pals, this has now been rebranded as the Mobile Mentor Podcast, so bear with us through the brand, mind, body, old branding, all content is just as valuable. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Brand, Mind, Body Podcast. I'm Alex Blanks. Feed your mind and body right to make yourself into a better brand. Everything is a brand nowadays, even people. What we do, what we say, the choices we make and how we behave, and these shape how we progress through life. So it's time to do some work internally and make ourselves into personal brands we're super proud of. Happy listening! Hello! Welcome to Brown Mind Body. I'm quite excited for this week, primarily because Brown Mind Body has taken a bit of a turn for the better, the better I think. Um, I've taken a couple of weeks to sit back and reevaluate what I love about my podcast, what I love about talking to you guys um definitely the interaction between um listeners and people who follow versus myself so there's like this dialogue between us and what makes a good podcast really I've been consuming a lot more podcasts of different varieties noticing I'm kind of gearing more towards entertainment podcasts now as opposed to the more serious chunkier in-depth knowledge-based ones so with this all the above I've decided to make Brand My Body a bit more conversational, a bit less um, intentional about an outcome or a conclusion, which I have done for a while. I love doing those podcasts, don't get me wrong, but trying to take a new take, trying to take a new take, trying to take a new direction on the podcast. So this season, in light of summer and having a bit less patience with staying in and consuming information, but being out and about on social um, I feel like it needs to be a bit more of like that friendly go-to, a podcast where you can just tune in and feel like you can it's accessible and you don't have to concentrate too much, but you are learning stuff from the conversations had and whereby information is maybe more, more soundbite, um, in more soundbite form. So with that, I'm going to have some quick fire sections. Um, I'm going to have some questions thrown in from you guys each week when I ask you to send me anything you have on your mind. I'm going to pull them up anonymously and weave them into the conversation, which is going to be kind of shape, which kind of kind of shape the themes, I guess. And I'm also going to talk about things going on in the week or in the month or in the current talking spaces, um, current zeitgeist. So it feels more topical. Um, it's not nailed down yet. The structure is obviously quite fluid and I just want to try it this week and see if it feels natural to execute and also introduce a new guest who's a queen of creating content. Um, it was such a good way to enter this new direction of the podcast because she's a YouTuber and podcaster herself. She's based in Dublin in Ireland. In Ireland. Um, and she's full of life. She's beautiful. She's driven. She's a fountain of knowledge herself. And I thought it'd be great to pick her her brains and have a kind of level conversation about things on our minds and on your minds. Um, and she has a lot to say about things because she runs the Blonde Bible podcast, talking about dating, mental health, self-help, being a female, current problems, um, kind of a big sister figure. But she's only 20, so she's done so much and has so much wisdom, and I'm so proud. That's why I was like, I need to get her on my podcast. So, Ella, could you tell us a bit about what you do at the moment, your age, uh, where you're based, and what your life looks like right now? Yes, so I am Ella. My name is Ella Ringrose. I'm 20 years old, and I live in Dublin in Ireland. 
Um, I just finished digital marketing in college and I am currently doing a lot of freelance work. So I have a YouTube channel, which I've been doing for two years. Um, and I've kind of started to niche down on self-development because it's what I'm really interested in. Um, but then I'm also a host of my podcast and I do confidence one-on-one coaching um, as well as social media marketing. And I edit people's videos. So like YouTubers who want their videos edited, but they just don't have the time. I do that as well. And then in my spare time, I work in a bar. <laughs> wow, you're busy. So busy. I feel so bad. I'm like, I just do this and this. And then I sleep. No, no, <laughs> you, no I don't. I completely disagree because like you work a five day a week full time job. Like mine's kind of a thing where like I'm like, oh, I could upload one podcast a week or like, do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not it sounds. It's just a lot of sporadic different things. I know what you mean but when you hear someone say it and they kind of like say it with pride you're a bit like oh I wish I could have time to do all those things and it sounds like what you do is like so wrapped up in your passion so I'm just like oh that's great and you're doing it for you so definitely like look at you no No, I get what you mean thank you (laughs) but what I thought we could do um to start the podcast off and there's like a new format for my podcast is just go through some like fun quick fire questions and then get into like the juicy discussion Mm -hmm. I think it'd be quite fun to do something like really easy that we can like learn a bit about you yeah of course perfect okay so can you describe yourself in four words oh okay uh funny bubbly um uh sweet kind no 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 uh, oh god that's <laughs> for god give me all day <laughs> no no uh sweet bubbly funny and a bit odd that's two words but um yeah no that's perfect and party girl or home bird oh gosh home bird i used to be a party girl ultimate meal um you see that I actually was thinking about this last night in my own like if, you see if it's a healthy meal that I, like one meal I'd eat for the rest of my the, my life it would have to be healthy I don't know well, for guilty pleasure and then go for like oh pizza pizza 100% pizza or chips um, mm. and healthy oh my goodness I don't I do not know I'm this is going to be such a typical thing but avocado on toast with eggs so millennial girl <laughs> I love it literally that's the job it does the job no completely <laughs> okay so love island yay or nay oh 110 percent. yes great i've um, been best... watching it every single night I have so much... no. best thing about being alive today uh oh god is that's actually bad that i can't think of anything um to ex- to live explore I don't know because I feel like I'm wrapped up in my room all day doing work that I gosh that's made me think about my life in two seconds right I was like this is going to take people a while <laughs> um yeah probably just to live and explore and just learn new things every day yeah your best quality um I think I'm quite wise and helpful to people I would agree. And the quality you most admire in other people? Um, kindness. Kindness. Great. Okay. So that was Ella Ringrose in a few questions. <laughs> oh. no, not at all. Well, we can test that feature. It might not stick. Okay. So back to your career path as a content creator. So where did you start in this and how can you started with YouTube? Because I watched a few of your videos and you're so good at editing and you're so engaging. And I was like, wait, what? She's changed into podcast life, but her YouTube 
videos were awesome. So can you tell me a bit about how your journey started with those? Thank you. So I actually started watching, like, I'm a OG YouTuber in the sense of, like, like, a viewer. I've been watching YouTube since I was, like, 10 or 11 or 12. I can't even remember, but I was obsessed with it, and I, I've been for years. And I had a really, like, rough time in school. So, like, my getaway was always YouTube when I got home. Like, just be obsessed with it from such a young age. So I guess you could say I kind of studied the craft. Like, I really just have been watching it over the years so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. And- and I adored it. And I remember I always wanted to start it when I was like 11 or 12. And I was like to my friends, should I do it? And they were like, oh, I don't know. It's a bit odd. And now I'm kicking myself for not starting. But I'm glad I did start when I did. Um, I've just wanted to do it my entire life. And I don't know if this is a typical thing everyone does because I've actually seen memes on people doing this. But like, do you know when you like get ready and you'd like talk through what you're doing or like you just find yourself like fake vlogging? Is that Do you do that or is that just me? Do you mean like in the morning when you wake up and you're like, I'm putting on my clothes? Yeah. I think I have. Damn. I think when I'm cooking, in certain situations, like when I'm cooking or shopping for food, I'm like, okay, talking through my list and my to-do list (laughs) and what I want to make. I think that's, when it's around food, I'm like, I'm a monologue. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, I I always did that. Like I would talk through what I'm doing and I was like, okay, I've got to start this. And I'm glad I did. And I just adore talking to the camera and like making videos. Yeah, they're awesome. So I'm so glad you started with that. I was like, wow, I could li- literally sit and watch you all day, even though it's about McDonald's. And I was like, I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't even think I could watch 10 minutes of McDonald's. When I saw you at McDonald's, I was like, I'm so gripped and so engaged. I was like, how does she know how to do this? It's That's great. so funny. I actually like, I'll, I can talk about it later on what if the podcast, but like, I've kind of, I the reason I did YouTube two years ago and I started doing what I loved, which was like talking about like confidence and self-development because when I left school, I kind of went through like a bit of a change. Like I was alone a lot of the time. Like I learned a lot about myself and I got really into self-development. But then I got into YouTube and I wanted to create viral videos so I could get like, I could feed my ego with saying I have a certain amount of subscribers. Like that was always something. And only like recently I kind of had an epiphany and I was like, Although, like, you might have enjoyed those videos, I was like, I, they don't bring anyone value. Like, I felt so embarrassed putting out, like, the McDonald's videos and, like, just all these silly challenges just to get people to come to my channel. And I was just like, this isn't who I am, which is why I was so, I stopped YouTube for so long. Um, but I'm excited because I, I got into coaching and that's what I, I honestly am so glad I've kind of found, like, one of my true callings at such a young age. But I'm just going to focus on self-development for my YouTube and just keep going because it's what I learn in my spare time. So like, I want to help other people through that. But um, I but, appreciate that nonetheless. Yeah, I do think it was a, like a really good place to start. And like you said, it served its purpose at the beginning. And I think that is about like, allowing yourself to go through the motions and understand what you love. And also when you're younger, I think in general, like we all do stuff to kind of, we I guess we're less self-aware. So now you're at a position when you're mm-hmm. just so aware of like, who you are and what you want to do. Whereas I guess, when I was in my early 20s, it took me such a long time to realize, like, I went through the motions. And then I have kind of only just like now I'm like, OK, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I mm. love doing that and within this capacity. But I was kind of teetering with different things and nothing kind of felt right. So, mm, yeah, completely. Where, you went, where you came from, I guess. Yeah, no, completely. I'm glad I went through that phase of like doing all these silly challenges. I don't want to call them silly because I respect people who do them. But I felt so embarrassed putting them out because I was like, I have so much things to value. And it's the only reason I got that realization is because I started my podcast like, I don't know, maybe three, four months ago. And through starting my podcast, I was talking so much on advice and I got so much feedback and messages from girls saying how much it helped them. 
And I was like, no one's saying that about my YouTube. And I was like, it's because I'm not really giving people value. And like, I, I didn't enjoy doing the videos. So like, I'm glad I realized that because I just, I want to, I would prefer to help people than, I think there's enough challenges on YouTube. Like, I don't want to be another one of them to that. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, I guess you're their value for in a different sense for other people. And perhaps there was less of that, like, dialogue between the people watching and yourself. So, yeah, I get it. Completely. You said that you struggled a bit with, like, school and being alone. Um, yeah. How do you find, like, those periods? Like, how did you get out of dark times? And how do you now manage your kind of, like, more negative emotions? Do you have any, like, tips or hacks or things that just suddenly pull you out of that, like, mood? Yeah, completely. I so I when I was in school I I just didn't really fit in I was in a very small school there was about 40 or 50 people in my year in high high school I guess you could say Um, Mm -hmm. and I just I've never been one for big girl groups I'm someone who has like one close friend and like from different groups like I'm not one to have like a big girls group and I felt like everyone was quite clicky so I I went through quite like a rough time in school so I actually ended up leaving Um, yeah like I actually didn't graduate school um so when I left school I made the decision to do like a part-time course in a beautician this was years ago and so I was alone so much by myself like most days I was in the house by myself um from going like five days a week to being with surrounded by people and um, even though I didn't get along with like I didn't really have too much friends I was I was still surrounded by people but then when I um finished school and was at home I was alone all the time and so that's when I kind of started really to learn a lot about myself and um, yeah so- kind of went through a lot to get where I am today and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be but like I think you just kind of have to sit with yourself and that's when I learned so much about myself because I didn't really know who I was and I now realize like my weaknesses and my strengths but to pull myself out of stuff I really enjoy journaling I go through notebooks like so quickly I just find I can't focus unless I put like lists down or like what I'm thinking onto paper and I feel like when it's so powerful when you see what you've written like what your head's telling you like your mind's telling you when you see it written down you realize like how false that statement is or how like true it is or whatever but once you see like pen to paper and actually see what you're telling yourself I feel like that really helps yeah it's such a mirror isn't it well I found that I found completely the same like comfort and solace in journaling and being alone because you're just like I'm forced to look inwards and then you're suddenly like actually I'm not too bad or you get insights in yourself and then you can like brush things off and then do things that make you happier a lot quicker than if you just spend your time like around loads of people or maybe spending your time with like the wrong people that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah completely and I also find obviously at a young age like well I still think to this day no one really talks about unless you're really close to your friends like people aren't if like you go up to someone and you see them and you're like oh hey how are you they're not going to be like oh, you know, I'm actually going through a really rough time. Like, no one ever says that. Oh, I know. Society would be so different if they did. So when I was in school and no one was saying any of these problems, I was going through a really miserable time in my head. Like, nothing was actually really happening in my external sources at home. It was just me not fitting in at school. And therefore, like, Mm -hmm. I was bullying myself. And so no one spoke about that at all. So when I... Um, so I always thought it was like, oh, this is only me. Like, I'm the only one going through all these issues. Like, it's just me. Um, so then when I left school and just sat with myself and just started researching it, I was like, no, it's not just me. Like, everyone goes through these. It's just how you deal with it. And I felt I matured quite quick, quite young. Do you think now having, like, loads of people who are a bit more of a kind of coaching figures and mental figures and people openly speaking about, you know, the realities of the side of our minds is so much more helpful than when we were at school back then when we felt 
oh, talk about it all normal. 110% I was recording a podcast yesterday and I was just saying like it's such a weird concept that you're thrown into a, a classroom with a bunch of girls and you're pumped all this information about Pythagoras theorem and all stuff that personally I don't find useful when they could be teaching us about like skill building and habit forming and you know like uh, I don't know motivation and just all these different things about the mind but we're taught like all this silly information that has no benefit and that's why I got so confused because I was like what is wrong with me like I felt like I was going insane in school because I was getting taught all this stuff that didn't apply to me um totally I feel like they need to be like a being human class or like emotional skills because it's only now happening like how are we in 2019 and we didn't explore that side of ourselves before it's so weird when I look back like we were so advanced yet we were so not (laughs) I know completely and like I I'm someone who I won't I like my brain refuses to learn something if I'm not interested and so like I could sit in the classroom in maths and not even understand a single thing but like if I read a self-development book it's like I literally have memorized all the tips and all the things because like I'm actually interested in that subject um and I just feel like I feel like they should change the school system like I hope one day it is changed because I just think it's honestly stupid but that's just my opinion (laughs) No, I agree. I think it's got loads of strengths, but at the moment it feels quite binary and single-minded. But I know that there's things coming in now. And like, even, you know, the Headspace app, people are talking about that openly. And like, I think mm. now because it's mainstream, teachers are aware of all these things and they, they're incorporating it slowly but surely into their teaching. So I, I love that. I know that. That's amazing. So on the more positive end of the scale, what things nowadays make you happy and give you so much joy? Honestly, I'm like alone most of the time with like what I do I'm mostly alone besides like working in a bar like I I really don't go out that much anymore compared to what I used to be I used to go out drinking with my friends when I was like 18 like literally three times a week I I got basically when I finished school yeah when I finished school I got a job and as a makeup artist and I was like oh my goodness this is amazing I'm earning money like I just felt like wow so like I literally go out after work and drink and now the thought of that stresses me out so much like I get so stressed thinking about that but so now like most of the things that would make me happy are like alone like the simple things like I make bulletproof coffee every morning and I kid you not that like gets me so excited and just like going to bed early like this is gonna sound so grannyish all I'm about to say but like going to reading like 20 pages of my book without my phone or like I don't know journaling and doing like little things like cleaning my room I know that sounds silly but like they make me so happy <laughs> like yeah, I feel little rituals that literally oh, the simple rituals and I think yeah. if you have like such enjoyment around those small things it's about making those small things big things in your day for sure yeah, completely no rituals that's the word like being organized in my life like being able to like know that like I've all my things done in order and my room is clean like I'm a big advocate for like your outward um what's the word your outward environment really affects your insides like if my room's really clean all those little things like they make me so happy (laughs) like going out and stuff doesn't make me happy at all like it just I just feel like it's a setback even though I should enjoy the little things I feel like I'm a bit strict to myself in that sense but um yeah no just the little little things like rituals and habits and morning routines it sounds like you've done a lot of like learning and reading and absorbing so is there anyone (laughs) at the moment or maybe I guess across your few years of like really honing in on self-development that you look up to or anyone you respect or you think oh you're just acing it in life at the moment um I think all the people I admire in that aspect are all online Mm -hmm. um 
like through people I was online figures now is such a thing isn't it yeah like I don't I I, like obviously I I admire my mom and my family and everything but like people I actually the only ones because the people I'm watching are online like I don't I'm not going to go out in the street and see someone walk by and be like wow he's really successful do you know but like when you're on seeing people online you know exactly what they're up to and you know how they're doing and what they're doing so I feel like that's why they're all online um so probably I like this YouTuber called Stella Ray and I've been watching her for years and she's quite similar to me in the aspect she up- talks a lot about self-development and all that sort of stuff I really admired her because she's the exact same age as me and she was speaking up about this so I just thought she was the coolest person ever when I came across her I was like yeah. oh my goodness you are amazing um probably her I don't to be honest I yeah I can't even think at the top of my head because I've just followed so much people like I don't really I admire people who are entrepreneurs and everything but I love people who speak out more on realistic things so um grounded and and, like relatable yeah not to call like money 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 like how to earn like and then for example like I used to admire like I've started learning a bit about sustainable fashion and I used to admire like people who were like millionaires and like boss entrepreneurs from America and they had their own clothing companies. But now like learning the backstory of those kind of industries, I'm like, I don't know if I admire that anymore. Like I admire more people who are just overall good human beings. What defines a good human being? Mm. I, I mean, that's completely true um I mean sorry by a good human being like online like they're kind of open with things and their flaws and they talk about you know mental health and self-development and all that because that's just what I watch in my spare time so kind of just more of like through an online persona like someone who's relatable and talks about things that benefit me yeah I definitely agree and I think that's so interesting of our time now that like we value transparency and people just being more grounded and being honest, even if it like means talking about taboo subjects, already uncomfortable subjects more than I guess past generations where it was about money and success and like high power and, you know, Mm. belittling all those little sides of yourself that is now that are now being celebrated. So it's like, if you would ask your parents, like who do you look up to? They might have a completely different perception of like a good person, you know? (laughs) So other than awareness, what do you think, adulthood is and how would you describe adulthood and how have you found becoming an adult even if you yeah perhaps you don't see yourself as an adult but yeah talk to me about it I don't see myself as an adult at all I still like my mom's like you're an adult now I'm like no I'm a teenager like I I don't think (laughs) I refuse to accept reality (laughs) yeah no I am how do I find it I mean I personally much prefer it to when I was a teenager and had no responsibility like I like going to work and like I like saving my money and doing the things myself I don't know I I don't know if it's because I like being in control but I I much prefer it to the way it was like in school because I know a lot of people then again I'm still so young and like people could be listening to this and be like nodding their head and they're like oh honey you got a big storm coming but like in the sense of do you know a lot of people are like oh I miss being young and having not have not having any responsibilities yeah, I, loads of people say that. And I'm thinking, I don't think I agree with you. Actually, yeah. I think there was a time in my mid-20s when I was like, oh, my God, I'm a bit fucked and I'm going for a really dark patch where mm-hmm. I missed it. But now I've come over that, the hump, when I kind of realise life's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, actually, adulthood's pretty boss, even though I don't feel like it. It's like this paradox. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of make a segue into a relationship boy chat, which I really want to pick your brains on because I know you've done loads of stuff about dating and you probably have such a, an engaged audience from your Instagram about people asking about their dating queries and stuff. Oh, so, I love my dating. 
I want to ask you, and you need, you seem to be like a fountain of knowledge of like having these answers to these like young women. So, um, how would you describe your dating experience so far? And at present, are you currently seeing anyone? Yes. Um, the tables have no, turned. I'm not seeing anyone. Um, and dating experience, uh, not awful, but that's good. That's no, really good. No outcome. So yeah. Nothing that's like put you down in the dump so far. So that's a plus. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. And um, none of the dates, dating, like none of my dating experiences have been bad. It, like, I just not wanted to go any further. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. And what sh- what's your take on dating apps and the kind of like modern dating scene? Do you think? Oh, goodness, I think it's been. Or... Oh, sorry. Do you think they're like a positive asset to our current way of dating or not? I have like two completely opposite things to say about like I'm just gonna say tinder because I don't we don't really use bumble in Ireland or anything like that but um for tinder I think there's such a shame evolved around it like oh you met your boyfriend on tinder like it's such a kind of there's some people who could be like oh that's a bit odd but like then again it's 2019 and like this is actually real life like for so long I was like oh this is what the new life is like but it's like no literally this is how you meet people nowadays like I think there's nothing wrong with it at all and I think it's also a cool a cool way to meet people in the sense of in like Dublin everyone knows everyone and like we may follow each other on Instagram and everything like that it's like you it's sometimes people can be too scared to take the leap but with Tinder it's kind of like a hint that that you both do like each other so then they they're not afraid to message you vice versa it's like it's kind of like a hint of like oh go for it I I think there's nothing wrong with it all and I think like I know so much friends who go on dates with people from it but then the other side of it is is I don't know like I feel like guys don't approach people in the streets or in shops or anything because they have like a hundred women in their pocket and there's so much options that it's like on to the next one and back in the day like when my granny and granddad like back when they met it's like in that time they the man had to really convince the woman that he wanted her and he really had to try for her whereas now I feel like it's like oh a reply to the story so like there's two ends to the spectrum where I feel it's guys aren't trying half as much as they should not that a guy should try but like back then it was like the guy had to prove that he wanted that woman and they would be so loyal to that woman alone but I feel like when you have 100 women in your pocket and so much options it's fine to just brush someone off and on to the next one. But then again, so, that, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Like, so it's Tinder. Yeah, and no, I totally get you. But I'm thinking, but maybe that could be, they could be interlinked because people find that there's a shame around meeting a partner on Tinder or dating apps. It makes you feel a bit more accessible and one of many. So maybe that's kind of warped this idea of why they feel shamed. You know, mm-hmm. like, many men don't have to try so hard. Not that men should be the only ones trying. I think it's very much like women can also go and speak to people I get that yeah yeah I think it's more I don't know because I think it's linked to online dating I feel like people are like why are you on an online dating thing at the age of 20 does that make sense like it's like oh you're so age or yeah that's what I'm kind of thinking of it as because it's like oh you're on a dating website like at that age like what are you doing are you trying to get married (laughs) um but I think I think it's a cool way to meet people especially like thinking of it if you're in a work office and you you aren't surrounded with anyone like for me for example I went to a college where everyone was 30 and 40 plus 
And then in my work, I was working with two people and they were both 40. And that was all my time consumed. And I was like, how do I expect to meet someone or like go on dates when mm-hmm. from the tin- like from Tinder? Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I feel like I think now, it's very convenient. It is, you're right. And then I guess it's just it's gonna take time to eventually move that like personal shame and that ego in it because now mm. it's more about convenience, not because you've got something wrong with you or you know, like the old model is better, but mm. it's like now we just have to keep up with the times. Like internet is penetrating every sector of our life. So it's yeah. about instant gratification. So I'm sure that, that will come with the dating scene too, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I yeah. also think because it used to be a hook up app some people still look at it like that yeah I would agree because I find tinder that is that way inclined more than bumble and hinge I find that bumble and hinge is more geared to people who want to like invest in conversation a bit more or like a connection Mm. beyond just physical but that's just a personal completely observation um (laughs) what have you noticed from your audience and followers about their dating issues and woes has anything consistently come up or um I think because I'm 20 and I've never been in a relationship um I don't like that's probably common but um I get a lot of people ask me questions on that thing and like being lonely because um that's something I think a lot of people struggle with so a lot of messages have been from like not being in relationships or they're they're single and they're lonely um a lot of like questions go into regards to that so I always talk on that topic topic quite a lot and like how it's completely not a bad thing and it's just how you look at it um like some people could be like oh my gosh I'm single I don't have a boyfriend like what's wrong with me or they could look at it as like oh my gosh I'm so independent and I'm not afraid to be alone do you know it's just kind of how you view things so I like to talk a lot about that and then also just I think a lot of girls can feel a bit messed over by guys so a lot of people would like send me messages and just like I don't know what to do I feel like this guy is messing me over or he doesn't want to commit or is he just using me for sex or all that sort of stuff so they're kind of the typical questions I would get like a lot and they're all from Ireland as well which is pretty cool concentrated and engaged community I like it (laughs) it's also quite sad that like I don't know that people think that being alone is is bad and that being in a relationship is good almost I know I think it's because um like every single movie is like evolved around love and like relationships and when you go on Instagram everyone's in couples and like the the famous Instagrammers and I think it's a quite a lot of pressure because like I went through a stage where I was really ashamed I was like oh my god and now like I'm I was like 18 and I remember at like 18 and 19 I was really ashamed of not have, ever having a boyfriend and now I'm like oh my god I'm so young and I still am so young and it makes me sad that my past self was really ashamed by that yeah I definitely agree and that's like that's such a strong position to be in um at 20 because I felt the same and it is that mainstream media feeding you like what's right and what's normal and what's expected Mm. um it's almost like I found I find being single really empowering and it was only until like I think early 20s 23 that I was like wow I had the luxury of doing what I want and like freedom and being in control of my time and like basically the main thing was for me like Mm. no one and being able to like dilute my mood or like change my emotional space like because I'd be in an argument with like an ex-boyfriend and then my whole day at work would be ruined you know so it wasn't until I got over that hump and I was like now I have complete freedom and like ownership of my mood and that was just so like calming and like secure Mm. like it was security for me but you don't realize how much like how much luxury there is in that singledom for like the formative years until you get like a bit older like until you're like there now until you have you kind of realized it that the mainstream isn't everything 
no that's really that's completely true like my mom sometimes used to say like you're taking it for granted because like all I'm used to is being single like I don't know what it's like to be in a relationship but um it it takes a lot of energy and it's like you're caring about a whole other person it's not just all about you it's because they're your main priority um so also I would say like is to take advantage of the fact if you have all this spare time and just to learn about yourself um, because I always say when you have a boyfriend he's going to be nagging you and annoying you in a loving way but yeah he's like just enjoy it while you can because you'll be married to someone and that'll be it (laughs) yeah definitely like think of all the stuff you can achieve now like you're doing so much in your time and like I guess you've got multiple income income streams and you're expanding your skill set like that is definitely cut in half when you're dedicated to someone obviously there's good and bad in both but Mm. I think the luxury like something to bear in mind for like younger people younger females is that you have the luxury of doing anything you want with your time and like building that up first before someone comes in as a priority priority is probably like a healthier way to to look at it yeah completely um no I agree with that completely um because I sometimes think uh, like I'm definitely ready for a relationship now but um I do think that um I shouldn't seek it just to say I have like just to feel like I have a boyfriend like not seek it for the wrong reasons yeah, definitely. It'll come when it comes. Your latest podcast covered, I think someone messaged you on Instagram about them feeling vulnerable. What advice did you and what thoughts did you share on that, on that like query from that young girl? Because you had a really good, you had a really good like explanation to do with like fear on the brain and how we're kind of like geared towards survival rather than to jump into something yeah I can talk about I love that I can't remember the exact one though that's really weird um well I sorry that's sorry about that Uh, I could talk about fear though because like I really I love to learn about fear and I one thing I struggled with and I still do is like standing up for myself like since a very young age like Mm -hmm. I remember being terrified to stand up for myself and I'd be such a people pleaser um, yeah, I think a lot of that evolves around fear, like the fear of speaking up for myself or standing up for myself. Um, and that's definitely still one of my biggest weaknesses. So I'm trying that every day. But um, so with fear, I feel like we differentiate, sorry, differentiate um, fear. Sometimes <laughs> think that like we think that if we do a certain thing, like we're going to go down to meltdown mode like we kind of create this false perception of what's going to happen and then we shy ourselves away from it but we we have to remember like there's a difference between running out in front of a car like that's just dangerous mm-hmm. and then there's you know getting outside your comfort zone which I think people have a fine line between and they think their comfort zone will literally kill them if they do something like yeah it's so true, true. Yeah. Like, oh no, I can never do that because honestly, what this would happen, this would happen. And it's like you're causing yourself more pain by not doing it than doing it. Yeah, that's so right. We just see fear and all these unknown scenarios as like the same level of impact if we go through them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that because my life my life's risks, but equally in like relationship, like we can't we're fit we're scared of like maybe getting too close to someone because then our life is ruined. I guess they're equally painful in their own right, but obviously one is more you're not going to be here if that you like run into traffic but yeah one is like you live and you learn and you might have something great come out of it yeah completely and fear is like false evidence appearing real so I think in re- like return to like relationships and stuff sometimes like I had a big fear um like I had this belief like if I were to date someone he could 
screw me over big time so I would put a guard up and like I wouldn't let anyone come close to me and then I'm like I'm creating this false perception in my head of what's going to pan out when in reality that's not going to happen at all like how can you predict the future um and I think also I feel like we can put men on the pedestal in the sense of like they're the perfect ones and like we're gonna the ones who are going to be messed around and it's like guys could be afraid of that too like they could be afraid that to let themselves be vulnerable guys are insecure as well um and I think we forget that as well which makes with which emphasizes our fear because we think that the guy has all the control and all the power and they're going to mess us up and which in return can make us really scared to be vulnerable and really like open ourselves up yeah that's so true we think we're like double thinking everything like we're thinking about us but then we're also thinking about this imaginary situation in their heads or how they're thinking and then yeah. that's informing our behavior which is like pushing us back like twofold <laughs> yeah and in reality if they're spending all their time with you obviously they like you and I used to think like oh no they probably really don't like me and then they're asking me out on dates and I'm like no no they definitely don't like me and now I'm looking back and like no they wanted they're nice people they want to spend time with you and they want to like do all this and that but it's all in my mind and it's crazy that like your mind has so much power over you and like definitely you're like you have the ability to do everything and anything but your mind is the only thing stopping you from this and that and like telling yourselves all these stories that aren't true and usually what it is is like it's a narrative of like for example an insecurity like if you told yourself let's say five years ago you're like oh gosh my nose is very big like that's just an example I'm just saying about myself like I was like oh my nose is really big and then you start to say it again and again. And 90% of your thoughts are the same ones as yesterday. And you have like, I don't know what it is. I could be, it's like 50,000 thoughts a day. So like, and 90% of them are negative. So if you're telling yourself a story from, like you told yourself that, and then over the years, it builds up so much where it's like physically a fact and you can't see it as anything else. Sometimes you can believe that, that your insecurities are so true. You think everyone else is going to see them that way. So you can be scared to be vulnerable because you think the guy looks at you that certain way when in reality they have not even noticed any of that because it's not yeah, Amen to that. It's like all about maybe catching yourself in these thoughts when you're like worried about certain things when you're kind of moving forward with someone and just being like, is this real? Is this imaginary? Why am I trying to cling on to this? Like, what is my default position? Why am I trying to like, I guess, ruin something before it started? It's like, I can just lean into it and see what happens. And the yeah. worst that will happen is like, it might hurt a bit but then also you might have a fabulous time with someone or your heart yeah. might just be like beaming it might be yeah. great and reality it could be amazing because that's actually really funny you say that because I I was with um a, a guy I was seeing of like a week ago two ago I don't know like we're just friends um mm-hmm. but I remember when we started seeing each other a while ago I was like I remember I was like he's gonna mess me around like so I kind of switched myself off it because in reality I was like oh gosh he's gonna mess with me and then we had this conversation he was like I thought that you were doing that to me like I thought you had no interest in me whatsoever and I did like you and like just hearing the other story I was like why did I make up this scenario that I fully thought was true and it wasn't at all and he was like shocked that I said that he was like I did not think that whatsoever yeah definitely communication it just flattened that completely and that could have perhaps if no one like you didn't have that conversation you might have never got to like a result or like felt relieved you both would have had this idea that would kind of turn negative in your head about you two yeah and like I just feel you never know a full story like you can just think something in your head but and you start to believe it's so true and it's like it's where's the evidence there's usually no evidence with fear like it's just a you're gonna think like you just think how someone's gonna react so for example, if you're really scared to like, let's say start YouTube, I guess, and you're like really scared what people are going to say and what they're going to think. 
and you believe it's a fact but it's like there's no evidence that that's actually going to happen like it's all in your head definitely and it's so weird that we're all geared to just default thinking that what if it can go wrong like we look at all the mainstream media and like other people and we're like oh my god love and couple them and everything and then when it comes to it like oh wait he's a fuck boy or fuck boy or oh wait oh I don't want to be vulnerable and we're just kind of like giving ourselves reasons not to lean in so mm. odd like the opposite <laughs> yeah yeah completely completely <laughs> it's the so best bad. advice I got from someone actually was like from an ex and it kind of resonated with me ever since I think this one I was like 22 mm-hmm. um like it was going through like a really bad patch and I remember just feeling like so confused on like how to like make like the relationship better and he said if you don't give 100% you can't expect to get 100% back and ever since I thought that's probably where the, like the root of my pitfalls have been because I always expected to have this relationship it was grand and amazing and beautiful and showy on the outside but internally it didn't feel right and it was mainly because like I didn't give enough or like let myself be vulnerable enough and like let myself open and like fully be immersed in their life and it was like why am I expecting 100%, 100% from them and then them being like giving and like nourishing me with like what I need when I can't do the same so I was like mm. that was such a good thought to kind of take through or even like all relationships like your parents friendships like so the more you true. get the more you get back and you'll feel better and you'll feel fuller no that's so true that, that actually I, I completely agree with that in the sense of like friendships I I remember like I could you know I wouldn't really make an effort with my friends like I wouldn't be texting them being like oh would you like to do something and in return they wouldn't be texting me and I'd be like why the hell aren't they asking me out or like why the hell aren't they like doing this and I'm like well I am doing it to them either yeah true it's like, like, it's like you, know, you like sit in your room and you're like annoyed at them and they have no clue that like you're yes. like I can't believe they haven't texted me and I'm like wait you haven't texted them either Ella so how can you expect them like it's it's completely it's all it's all in the head and it's so funny but I, I was actually listening to a TED talk I think the other day um, and it was like about rewriting your, the story I'll actually send it to you it's so good but yeah please do I feel like yeah I feel like everyone has a story in their head like for so long I was I just labeled myself as the school dropout who's never going to make it in life and like I was 18 telling myself that and like I still tell myself that sometimes but I'm like that was in the past like it's not who I am now so I'm trying to like change it but like we all have a story in our head in like all aspects of like love health like all different areas we do have a story of kind of like who we think we are um like for yeah. example if you got cheated on you could be like I'm the girl who's always going to get cheated on and pushed around or like la di da di da when in reality it's not um but I was watching this TED talk and it was saying like you should rewrite your story and how this girl basically went into every relationship like trying to be this perfect person and put up this persona for the guys to like them and they would never work out and she would always wonder why they wouldn't work out and it's because she wasn't open and honest and she couldn't keep up this fake persona and I think a lot of us do that without realizing and that's why so much dating like dating people can fall through it's because you're not honest and you're trying to put up this front of who you want them to you think they want you want them to like your persona it yeah it's so true we all do that I can totally relate to that and you're like why do I fixate on having this in front of me so that person likes me I'm just so scared of being fully me but yeah yeah so true and when you're on a date you're like trying to impress each other like it's almost it's almost like a competition have you noticed like on a first date you can almost like brag about everything and overemphasize everything and then you feel like you're not going to lead up to the expectations and that's why some of them can really like fizzle out really soon in the dating it's like that's why like I think it's really important to be really honest and open and vulnerable which is something I'm trying to like learn to do 
Yeah, and I meant and not not be not be scared of silences and not be scared of like that not instant connection because there's so many ways like a first date could turn into something amazing or different. It's just like one, there's like high expectation from both parties. Mm. Two, we're so scared of not being the funniest, loudest, most charismatic. And three, yeah. like we're battling with ourselves. So I think these all play a part in like how we move forward with anyone. Well, thank you for today. I'm gonna have to wrap it up just so I can catch my bus. But um, oh, that was super juicy. Um, thank you so much for doing this call. Yay! I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. You too. And thank nice you. Nice to speak to you, Ella. Please let me know how you feel about this podcast format. If you feel it's changed much, if it hasn't, um, what it might need more of, what you'd love to hear in a podcast. Uh, I really love your suggestions and the stuff you've been sending in via my Instagram. I'm at a underscore blanks that's b-l-a-n-x if you want to send any more especially anonymous q and a's um anonymous questions because i'll do the answers um and also invite guests on every week to help me answer those and talk around them so i think that's going to be the general premise but um they'll still be themed lightly and still have key takeaways on life insight and doing things a bit different in life today so yes please feed me back and take care of yourselves and enjoy the sunshine if you want to keep up with Ella yourself, please check her out on Instagram. She's at Ella Ringrose, all one word, or her podcast at Blonde Bible Podcast. That's with an E on the blonde. If you love this episode, please could you subscribe? I'll be super grateful. Thank you so much.